Go Loud presents Read the Room. Go Loud! That's because your me. idea of writing a show for Australia is just writing a show and then turning the pages upside down, <laughs> isn't it? How did you know? Unreal. <laughs> oh, God. Huh? Her huh? finest. Huh? Oh, huh? I'm, I'm debating whether to leave that in. <laughs> Please Honestly, leave it in. Your own career, the people need to know what we are subjected to on a Jeez. weekly basis. Listen, it's lowest common denominator because yeah. of my audience, i.e. you two. Okay. Slowest common denominator. <laughs> I'm Paddy Courtney, you're listening to Read The Room, that's this podcast right here. It's a podcast where we pull apart the people, the scenarios, the companies and the stories of the week, yeah! Where somebody through either dumb luck or just being a bleeding dose failed to do just that. So, uh, Maya, how's things? I'm winging it, Paddy. Winging it! You the what now? Well, look, you know I'm usually so organised, oh, yeah. everything planned, prepared to the mm-hmm. smallest detail, but oh. not today, my friend. Oh. To quote, what's my favourite band? Oh. Westlife. Westlife. Westlife flying without wings, Friday going with the flow, no. surrendering to the fickleness of fate. But you're sweating there, Maya. There's something there above oh, your really lip. Do you want my notes? <laughs> no, please. I can't do it yet. Please give me Sure. Notes. No, no, there, 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 there. Come on, let's bring it. Let's bring it with notes. with notes. I did that crinkly thing of the paper, but like, you know, to be fair. We are Welcome it to today. Cha- Is it just to see? Can we? We've an idea of you know things that are good, bad, and different about the world of winging it. The the world Wait, of no, please, winging it. No. I love that no winging more it. Whimsical, that. Whimsical right? Okay, words. let's go. Winging it. Okay, aka ringing it in. Aka can't be arsed. Irish people, I think, are good at winging it. Okay. But the important thing to differentiate between the start of this is the difference between winging it and being spontaneous. Oh, do you know what I just I thought? Let's have winging it coming sex. in from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same, is it? No, because I think the lines get blurred. And yeah. obviously, being spontaneous is someone saying, "Here, let's go for a drink." Here, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? That's just doing things. Go, oh fuck it, yeah, I'll take a chance. But winging it can have consequences. For example, oh, yeah. if you're not prepared, if you're a that? surgeon, <laughs> <laughs> let's go into the aorta. That's his toe. <laughs> So there are certain jobs. We, we go through a list. We'll, we'll try and keep the list. Did you ever see that Podge and Raj episode with Stephen Ray? Oh no! I'm, yeah, go on. Stephen Ray. He's a great man. Can I just say he did a Podge and Raj scare, but now I'm winging it. This is a complete tangent. Um, he was approached by your mate and mine, Dan O'Hara, who was producing at the time to, to do, do a film dysphasia, the film that I was his mate in. I knocked him out, and he spoke French. Yeah, Remember but that? but but he was oh. approached to do an episode of Podge and Raj as well. Oh, clever! And he went, yeah, go on. So he played um, in the show. Stephen Ray played an actor who had come from a soap opera where he played a doctor and he was sacked in a soap opera and he kind of lost his mind a little bit. And so he started going to hospitals in his coat and pretending he was a real doctor and he got so confused <laughs> with himself that... Um, yeah, anyway, you know Podge and Raj, the t- twist in the tail, scare about time, three, four minute tail. So somebody is rushed into surgery. He scrubs up, goes in and starts slicing through and he realises that it's, it's his wife who's been in a car accident oh, and he's fuck. about to... Kill her. Brilliant. They were gorgeously dark. Yeah. I miss them. The, the best bit of that Stephen Ray story is at the they did 150 episodes of A Scare Bedtime, and um, one of the lads in Double Z was just determined to get all 150 episodes and a big box set of DVDs. But there was only one that didn't have a full release form signed. And that was Stephen Ray because his agent at the time said he wouldn't sign the, the standard form, which was for us to own it in perpetuity, perpetuity. forever to right. release anything as many times as we liked, which most actors were happy to sign. Understandably, his agent didn't sign it for him. I just didn't know what perpetuity meant, so I just uh, signed it. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> With my crayon. And, and he... 
So we couldn't include that episode. And then we saw Stephen Ray was doing a play in the gate at the time. So I dropped a note into the stage door addressed to him. It's like, you don't know me, but it would mean a lot to us. And he and um, gave him my phone number and he rang him and hi. I said, Stephen Ray goes, should bring up your form to the side of the theatre tonight. And he goes, do you want tickets for the show, by the way? I love So him. I just signed it. I said, do you want to go theatre? He goes, I better not go to the agent. They'll probably say no. And signed it. So Great. we got the last uh, episode. Huh? Right, well, this is our... That's well, winging it. Let this Dear be our, 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 our Stephen Ray... Um, appreciation podcast so he wanted to do uh, something Osgeilge and his sons are I won't give out their names anyway Osgeilge um, in Irish for yeah. oh, yeah, listeners sorry, from abroad so we got to after we made you Ming Sanam Dum um, we got to do uh, Fluent Dysphasia and about a guy who gets a bang on the head or he, 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 I, I'm his best mate bang him on the head while drunk in a chipper and he ends up waking up speaking. You always get typecast, don't you? <laughs> Banging me, mate, in a chipper. Um, oh, different. That was a Pajim Raj episode. <laughs> it got to knock him on the head and he ended up speaking uh, Australia, uh, speaking in Irish. And so we spent the whole film trying to work out how he can communicate with others. And as it turns out, it was a good thing because his, his child spoke Irish in school and she wanted hands with her lessons or help with her lessons. And so he was able to help her out in that. But then it got to a time where he was a bit pissed off he wanted to go back to speaking English again so the daughter decided to uh, help him out and me we came up with this great plan to whack him in the head with whack. a frying pan in order to Try knock, knock the Irish out of him by like you know if, that, if he got it by knocking on the head he can get it out by knocking <laughs> the head and of course we smacked him in the head oh uh, fun fact we broke well when I say we it was Jane Steins the uh, actor who was playing his daughter smacked the camera had to smack the camera full on and she broke the a lens pan. yeah and I think the lens was uh, were insured was one of these ridiculous lenses Jesus. thanks to John Leahy um, for giving us that camera um, 250 grand I think How it was the lens are you gonna, well, I know yeah well, John Leahy was pulling a fast one because there's no it lens that's 250,000 oh, no. John yeah, right, you, you know, know someone you <laughs> John's doing all right for himself nice mark John what are you doing so anyway Come smacked, on. Him, smacked him on Too the many head tangents. stacked him up right, this is the winging of the episode <laughs> Jesus Christ man wait till I tell you about my monkey pox so <laughs> I don't know where the fuck back. So end up smacking him on the head feet, and he wakes up six and feet stay six feet away. <laughs> end up staring at him and he wakes up and goes, Oh and he goes, Yes, he's speaking English again finally and he goes, Oh mais oui, ma tête. Uh, yay, punchline. I think it's available online. Go and look for uh, fluent dysphasia. And it, there are true examples of people they yeah. think they're winging it. Like there's these people, you know, English speaking people, they end up with a Geordie or a Jamaican accent. I don't know if they all have to begin with the J. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that that's what dysphasia, dysphasia is, isn't is. it? Um but then I don't know, it's medically it hasn't really been proven because... It's one of those things that... So, if you wanted to get out of something, here's winging I it. mean, you couldn't possibly wake up speaking fluent French if no. you had never it, learned a word of French yeah, in your life. And I that's what so. some people claim. They So then the go-to thing would be the amnesia. So you're going to wing it for the rest of your life. So you, like, you go, you can't afford to disappear to New Zealand. So you want to uh, wake up and wing it. So you got a knock in the head or you pretend you got a knock in the head. So you're in the hospital. So I wonder, could you wing it and get away with pretending to everybody that ever knows you that you don't know them, that you've got amnesia? Me? No, yeah. I'd never get away with this. So there, like, think. there are stories like, uh, yeah, I've heard of that. Like people waking up and go, oh my, you know, banged on the head. I don't know where I am. You know, how much I owe to the credit union. I go like, how do you know you've got a credit union account? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I just, that, that would take some serious skills. You could probably do it. Me? Being the fine actor that you are, oh, Paddy, my friend. Big I don't think, spoof, I, I think, no, my eyes are giving me. So have you ever 
wung it. Yeah, to, um, a couple of times. In like my my first one was school. I think this is why oh, I, I love knew. This story. Yeah, yeah. Is this Paddy's poem? Yeah, Paddy's poom. Yeah, I don't know whether I told it on this before, and it was basically that. I had to do some homework in the school. and this is primary school this is fourth class uh, Mrs Gleeson how are you Mrs Gleeson uh, and we had to do um, <laughs> so you know we can Gleeson. pick that up in the microphone <laughs> oh yeah did I say she's probably dead she's not like Miss Gleeson if you listen well, to the podcast tune in some of the psychics we used we <laughs> spoke about last oh week. yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ keep going with that. so anyway so um, I had to do a poem I stood up in class I had no poem done so I opened up the page that had blank nothing sitting on it my jotter and uh, I stood up and went okay Patty read out your poem now <clears throat> and I stood there and went one day I went to Miami just me my dad and my mammy I went to the beach to see could I reach the ball that was stuck in the tree and she went very good Patty that was for Patrick very good Patrick that was very good and this girl it Mary was the rat beside you the fucking Mary Mary Coolin the lollipops is what, I don't know her second name and she goes uh, Miss Gleeson uh, Patrick doesn't have anything written in his copybook no you rat and I was there instead of the She's teacher going well done for a bit of improv and winging it and coming up with something off the cuff I had to uh, stay I mean, behind the class. that shows double the skills, yeah, if you ask should me. should have been. I did once show up for an exam um, on the wrong day. Well, no, it was, it was an exam I had to do, but the days got mixed up, so it was an exam that I hadn't yet crammed for. Oh, right. And, and did I you go and do it? I did, I had what to do it. What was the subject? Uh, <clears throat> it was linguistics. And asked me, did I pass? <gasps> uh, did you pass? I did not. Oh, Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so an element a... of winging it as well, and it's a slight difference but you know those pricks in school no. who would say oh guess what I'm, I've done nothing I've done no study at all uh, and you go no neither neither have I but you actually mean it and then they go in more paper please everything more oh, paper yeah. more paper why do you yeah. want more paper uh, no I did that on purpose anyway to I freak know, people you out more like, paper yeah, I, like I never needed the more paper but yeah. I still asked for it just to freak other people well, out well like. a few of us agreed that we would the linguistics exam was three hours long and we agreed we'll do an hour and then we'll go to the pub we weren't in school we were in university but linguistics then so is... I left after an hour and all I could hear is everyone else writing and I sat in the pub on me Todd they stayed the full three hours and they all passed is by linguistics me. not all about the verbals uh, no, linguistics, it's all, it was all, no, I'm chumpsky and all, oh, it got very complicated. You so can't really wing it for university exams, I'll tell you that much. But also you can't really wing it for most exams in Ireland because the structure, the way they're set up is a little bit shit. They don't show, it's kind of like that, have you learnt off that thing and rem- and forget about it like um, eight Sambucas later in the pub <laughs> like it's just so the way we do our exam situations or way we do our exams it's just ridiculous here so you learn it learn it learn it off by heart off by heart off by heart and then you never recall it again I know it's gone similar when I did Dancing with the Stars which still haunts me and I remember being on um the late great Marion Finucane's radio show and she was so interested and she said to me she said do you know what's been lovely then why to actually learn how to dance I said well here's the thing I didn't because I, it was the equivalent of cramming rather than learning because my dance partner said to me, he goes, look, because I'm quite um, theoretical and I was saying, can you explain to me before we start the chat show, what's the history of it? What are the steps? What's the count? And he went, oh, nice you one. don't have time. He said, it would take me months to teach a child this. He said, so you're better off just memorising these steps. So I was just trying to remember, like, heel toe, heel toe, spin, ouch, heel toe, cry. <laughs> um, so I tried to memorise it. So as soon as it's over, the sigh of relief and then it's all forgotten. That's so a you don't shame. Have, but it's a difference between, between learning something and cramming. But to be fair, those type of shows are, uh, you know, winging it shows. Actually, so it's kind of taking people, you know, fish out of water to I teach them how to I feel sick thinking about it. Really? Yeah. Oh, what was your favourite dance then? I didn't like any of them. Really? <laughs> no. Nope. Did you not enjoy the experience at all? In hindsight, I did. 
But the truth is, I like walk it. Like, I remember the first day I thought, I'm either going to vomit or pass out. I've never felt that before in my life. Wow. Oh. And it's live. Because everything else I've done, you can stop and go, hang on, just give me a sec. Or you fluff your line. And I remember in this tiny dress, I was like, dancing the cha-cha. And I thought, just turn and walk, turn and walk. And I turned and walked like a kind of slightly shell-shocked seagull they'd been hit by a band just kind of wobbling at this big furry fluffy coat and I could see that I wasn't moving correctly at all I could see Robert's eyes going what the fuck are you oh, doing no. just keep moving I was like, just keep moving just keep moving because it's quite but, obvious isn't it when somebody and to be fair I, I didn't notice that I went out to see you down in the studio came down to, uh, I think to all the my live friends shows. were just being very kind yeah. because but it was, I was, like it's one of those things that like dancing especially is if you're stiff in dancing actually that's a winging it Dan- dancing is very much kind of a let yourself go and unless it's prescribed dancing like what is done on Strictly and, and Dancing with the Stars like, but you know what I mean Foxtrot it, that's the Foxtrot you, like a, a Foxtrot and a rumba what or do you cha-cha. prescribe doctor horizontal <laughs> cha-cha <laughs> two rumbas and a Foxtrot no to, to get rid of the Foxtrots <laughs> you take two rumbas I think <laughs> that's Dancing with the Stars but um, whereas like me in a festival dancing that's winging it. Oh, yeah. You just let yourself go and you let the music kind of take over and you're just a maniac in a field. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's like dance like no one you care is watching. <laughs> All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not someone that you want to get with. Like, it's yeah. just kind of a, get into the back of the St. John's Ambulance. <laughs> those people, unless you want to do that. So then we can go through it. So, like... The oh, St. John's Ambulance. I'm now, uh, I'm a qualified first aider. Have I told you that? Yes, or you first did. first responder. Yeah. I think you were doing that probably mm. around episode two or three of our podcast. So, Was we have I? a backlog Listen, now, ladies and gentlemen. So, if you want to... you already? Ease our backlog. Yeah. and get the people and I go back to all the other episodes and have a listen you try and make backlog into a euphemism I think I just did but anything ease, with log in it you don't ease into a backlog that <laughs> <laughs> cause a massive Takes infection yeah. anyway. some sort of salts you take to get rid of it. Andrew's liver salts anyway so then the other winging Shoe it was Shoehorn and coconut oil uh, yeah. what you need <laughs> there was two other winging it's I did um, one was they were stand up related I'm not a stand up comic by the way I, I notice in a lot of the interviews you're giving lately about your TV show it comes up and you're doing a podcast <laughs> with comedian Paddy Courtney I haven't done a fucking okay, gig since just... 2011 can I just say to any journalist out there or anybody who's writing a story to do with this podcast I'm a screenwriter and an actor I used to be an accountant you don't talk about that I used to be a comedian you talk about that you see what I always say is not that you haven't been a stand-up since 2011 so that you can't get a gig. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> probably more the case. So, can I just be clear? I always try, obviously when you're promoting one thing um, it's always good to try and cross-promote if you good can. You. you don't piss anybody off. So I always, when they say, well, you know, oh, what are you doing that. No, but I love it. And I always yeah. say, well, this is what I'm doing with my pal Paddy. And well, I Paddy, always say, you're an actor and writer. <laughs> I don't obviously screenwriter. I just say actor and writer. And the, it's just kind of lazy. Yeah. They, I think it is but there was a, I, when I used to do a lot of the gigs I did was more MC work than stand up work yeah. and then a sort of MC Paddy Courtney and I remember I was brought on one st- stage by this fella ladies and gentlemen welcome on stage Paddy McCourtney <laughs> no, that's MC I'll oh, forget about it <laughs> a lot of people talking different between MCing and stand up it's, it's yeah. like good MCing is a great skill and good stand up they're actually separate though they're they very different really things. are and then warm up like it's still yeah. in the same realm Like, yeah. and I, I've seen a lot of warm ups crash and burn trying to do their full sets yeah. in front of the audience and then like like, you know, the amount of times I did warm up with Podge and Raj and I know. Jesus, it was so much fun. Like it just it that helped but hone after, your skills to be an three MC. Three or four days you could just do it in your sleep. Yeah. But then you I know. loved doing the twenty minute the, the bullet set before the live shows yeah. with Podge and Raj. They were great. So oh sorry, just, that's what I meant. All right, no. Yeah. So the, wa- mean, the warm up in, to in, 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 in TV. Yeah. yeah. Because it, there's everything moving around and nobody's paying attention to you. Because yeah. a lot of the people who are in the studio out in RT or wherever it is that they're they're seeing cameras for the first time. They're seeing kind of behind the velvet curtain and saying like, oh my God, check this. Like, you know, look at that 
person or there's Gay Byrne I used to do it for uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire as well so much fun but my going back to my, my first uh, stand up winging it was in Kilkenny Cat Laughs 152 years ago because that's when the last time I was a copy um, Zach Galifianakis was on I nearly tripped over it again I couldn't I, they handed me a note to say next up is it was the gala it was the last show of the entire festival so basically every comic that's still in Kilkenny and the night uh, at, at the weekend gets up and does five or ten minutes on so stage good. it's great and Adam Hills used to auction off uh, a, a jersey or something he did like and raised loads of money like good on Adam Hill such an amazing man and so he'd raise all this money to, for um, uh, different charities each time and so I got on I was the MC and they'd have to use different MCs because you're, you're on for like the show was yeah. run about three or four hours get on stage and uh, someone handed me a note next up is and I just saw Z-A-C-H and I just I knew he was around the weekend no one could say his name couldn't say his name and and so there there was lads as I'm bringing on stage just a couple of lads in Langton's lifting a piano up onto the stage as well so I knew he was a great pianist as well it was just like it was something amazing so then the old trick of the MC was to get the audience to start clapping and applauding before you say the person's name so it's kind of a ladies and gentlemen put your hands together start clapping over here start clapping over there here he goes back <laughs> and he walked up. He walked up on stage, and we're all um, like, he gave me a hug. Never met before in my life. Gave me a hug, and he goes, uh, "You couldn't remember my name, could you?" I said, "No." I said, "I couldn't remember it. It's on a piece of paper. I just couldn't, couldn't say, say it. it." Like, and he goes, "Thank like you." That classic John Travolta at the Oscars, trying to say what's her name? Cersei. No. Cersei Ronan. Um, was it not Cersei? Is it Indina Menzel, that singer from oh, wow. Frozen? Yeah. What did he call her I, again? No, he, he just called her something utterly oh, it, was, it was just a noise. <laughs> it was just a noise. My favourite ever winging it story, you might remember. It just popped into my head now. Was that because we're winging Yellow. it? Was that brilliant guy? His name was Guy Goma. And he was a, originally, like I said, Congolese IT specialist who was going to the BBC for an interview in their IT department. And he was in the reception area. <laughs> and another guy called Guy, I think it was Kwame, was waiting in the TV studio reception area to go on live BBC News to talk about... <laughs> it was that big case where Apple were suing the Beatles record label, Apple Corps, um, and about the implications for the music industry. And this poor man who didn't even have perfect English, was brought on to a live BBC News and he handled it so well. He became an internet superstar (laughs) because they said, now you're very welcome. And when they said Guy, his name was, because they walked and said, sorry, you Guy? And his name was Guy. So he went, yes, went in, they mic'd him up um, and they said, so tell us about the future of of the music industry. How's this going to affect you? And he went, well, he goes, are you surprised? I am very surprised, yeah. I'm very surprised (laughs) to be here and to be asked about it. It's worth looking it up because, my God, he handled it so well. It's his eyes. Yeah, Yeah. and his eyes are trying to tell them. His eyes kind of turn into little saucers and he looks across and goes oh, oh he's so sweet yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I don't know this. he I does to look so it up. well okay. he does a great he job he does so well and he said I am surprised that it's that you're asking me and I am surprised because I'd come for an interview and here we are yeah. and then she went and she pushed it oh, and she's what about downloads How the fact? and he went well a lot of people are downloading and uh, anyway it's worth Guy oh, Goma G-O-M-A Guy Goma BBC interview he ended up being and, and the worst thing is I then subsequently googled did he get the job that he was going in for he did not get that job Oh, no, but I think he. Ah, he come on. I think he ended up getting um, like a celebrity agent because I remember seeing him on um, one of the Jimmy Carr <laughs> end of the year shows, and he did all that circuit. But Good. very. Funny. I hope he's doing all right. Fair and, play uh, for hanging on and not like not hanging someone out to dry. I know. You, you were saying about the Irish being. Um, 
Irish being spoofers or winging it? No, I didn't like, say we're spoofers. I we, did. Are, we kind yeah. of are, but yeah. I think we're good at flying by the seat of our pants. And there's a kind of a an adrenaline rush about that too, isn't there? It's trying to get away with something that yeah. it is. It's that element of getting away with something. So be it in a job. Now, I can't remember if I've ever done it in a job per se. But the, the people that do it in a job that yeah. fucking wake your head mm. that you know they're winging it. I know. Spoofers in yeah. work drive me mad because I don't mind dealing with somebody who says look I dropped the ball there or I made a mistake. You go, yeah we can fix it and we've all done it. But people who constantly spoof and go oh no no that's done that's done oh that's done and then you find <laughs> it's not done and I've worked with people like that no names but my God you, you, it's impossible to deal with or the people impossible. that impossible you're sitting in a meeting and this still happens nowadays probably happens more to women than to, to men but you're sitting in a meeting with a bunch of people oh I know where this is going and then you'll say you'll hear um, uh, some woman some woman is in there no, I'm not sure, oh, not sure oh, what she's doing oh. in there in the first place anyway, she's bringing the tea she's no? probably lo- yeah probably and we got her to sit down like you know she's there for an interview her name is Goma Guy uh, and they'll say something and it's something pertinent to, you know, the meeting and holding notes and yada, 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 yada. And then some chap will just chime in and repeat everything that they've just said. Mm. And everybody will go, mm, yes, 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 yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah, idea, great idea. It happens all, um, if it happens to you, let us know. My life, I have so many stories like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, Ireland, Ireland's okay. kind of too, too small to share them, I think. But um, yeah, it's It does happen. Killer. That's, so if, if anybody's out there, if that's happened to you, yeah. let us know. Let us know on the uh, Twitter. I tell machines. you what, I hate admitting this, but years ago, sometimes, occasionally, you would um, stay out all night and then have to go to work. And that was not you. Well, like, right. you did it once. Yeah, once. Yeah, yeah we, okay. we were together that night. I think that's not not together. You're at a party. <laughs> I think that every was... three or four episodes we kind of drop this in again. This is the Baraka and yeah. vodka situation. But go oh. on, tell us your tell us your. Oh, Ed, Ed, Ed wasn't here that time. Yeah. I've heard uh, it. Though. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, we we but not just that. A couple of times where you have uh, <laughs> weirdo, where you have stayed. We've stayed up all night. Not we. One would have. We don't. I don't stay up all night on a regular basis. That was a one-off. And then you're in work. Now, it was usually casual jobs when I was a student and he'd smell the booze off you. And I'd go, Are you, did you have any sleep? And he'd go, yes, I did. I've absolutely, absolutely <laughs> loads of sleep and you're still drunk. Going, That's absolutely fine. And now, once you're not in charge of a vehicle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> heavy machinery. <laughs> but then by about midday, you're like, oh, I can't get through this day. I can't get through it. So I'm sure we all have that kind of wing. Are you good well. at disco napping? Can, can you, no, can you afternoon sleep? At all. Yeah. I can't, I can't do that. I can't nap at all. I mm. wish I could. Yeah, me too. I just I have to push on through and just go, do you know, don't fall asleep now because then you'll be awake all night and that's trying to wing it and try and keep your, keep your eyes open. See, my trouble is it takes me at least two hours to fall asleep even at night. Oh. So you can't, you just, you just feel Can I see on, online recently on Twitter somebody's talking about napping or sleeping? just prompted me to uh, hoard this show oh, by sending no, you a... It's, uh, I mean, it's, I, I should, I had tweeted Brezzy about... Um, advice he'd given about sleeping saying I'm trying it not working so far but I'll, I'll, I will persist and of course then the second you mention sleep <laughs> it opens the floodgates you may as well say please can you send me as much unsolicited advice about sleep yeah. as you possibly can okay and hoard again go back and listen to our podcast then, entitled I, I Can't Get No Sleep and then people are people are very well meaning but I just I just don't need 4,000 okay. pieces of advice going, have you tried have Lying you tried down. going to bed have you tried <laughs> yeah. not drinking espresso at midnight no I have not I oh. <laughs> 
I sit scrolling through my phone drinking coffee all and night. Red Bull. Oh God, oh my coffee anyway, with a Red Bull. But head. thank you, people mean very well. Um, okay, so let's let's go through some of the times that like I just uh, there's a list here. We're not totally winging it. Okay, we're not I am. that. Uh, uh, what is the definition so of winging? You let me down. You, to do, today, you, you did notes. I'm that guy. Fuck I'm you. that guy in the class who said like, no, let's stay up all night tonight and do nothing. <laughs> only messing. Uh, definition to wing it: to do or try to do something without much practice or preparation. So there are things that do work. Or I know, you know when you've googled definitions in your Miriam Webster. Oh, yeah. Do you know this didn't come from Miriam? Not it, it didn't come back. Yeah, what? I know. It didn't come from Miriam. It came from Declan. I don't know. <laughs> How does Miriam get her own? Okay, right. So what is uh, yeah. Miriam Webster and Declan Dictionary. So there, there's different things. Uh, uh, the group assignments in in college. You know that when you're you're, you're doing something together in college oh. and you're, you're pitted with someone and you kind of and this has happened to me later in life doing um, uh, screenwriting courses and you see the people you're, you spend a week with these people and you're kind of uh, okay you guys are all sitting together so you go and sort of do your thing together and you kind of go oh, this guy is an arse or this woman is boring and she's not and they try to. They do nothing. So you, they, a little exercise that night was you to go away and do some work on your, your scene and then come back the next way, next day and do it. And these people just feel that, oh, I'm an adult and I'm not going to do it I'll, and I'll just wing it. <laughs> and you're going, you, you fucking idiot. And then as a result then, everybody everybody else's marks get dragged down yeah. because of lazy Lorena or Larry in the corner just yeah. doing nothing. There's nobody called Lorena at all, is there? No. I was just winging <laughs> it there. Lorena. Well, I know, yeah. <laughs> it's a first. It's a podcast first. I was winging it by with that name there. Well, I do remember on The Person Live to Regret It, we had an art project in school and there was... Um, a new boy in the class who was very lazy. I was put with him and he didn't know how terrible I was at art. So we had, he's like, I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> Pretended he had done it and I made these kind of Celtic sculptures that were sort of slightly indiscriminate because I wasn't very good at sculpture. So he said, yeah, I put lots of work into it and there were these... T- <laughs> these shit, this shit fest in the corner. He regretted that. Well, they're the ones but I know. People get cut one, out. Yeah, I was usually the one who would do all the work on those projects. But never ask me. Never take the credit for my work in art because we you'll live to did, regret it. We never did art unless it was in. We did art in primary school that you just went out and collect acorns. I took it for the leaving kind of as an extra subject just because I wanted to do art. Jesus. But uh, did not do very well. No, did not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Linguistics and art and oh Jesus Christ. So there are there are ones that are a bit. So there was. I noticed there's. I'm watching The Wire again. I'm rewatching The Wire again. Oh, I can't. Um, and can't, it just gets can't, better with age. It really wire, is. Can you? Okay. Wire. <laughs> you can. You can put the H anywhere. <laughs> like really yeah. It's a wire. So uh, couldn't get the, into it. Couldn't get into it. The final series. Of, do you know what it has helped me in my screenwriting. Honestly, it just helps you to tell a story a lot better. By, like, and every other show, I think, comes after The Wire. How they they create the characters, how they plant a little seed way back when. I gave you and the Sopranos. Delivers. Do you know what? what? Do you know what? Doesn't stand up. I, I've gone back and watched The Sopranos again, back to back, and The Wire back to back. It's not... It doesn't stand. Yeah, it really doesn't. And bye, I've, I've actually, bye, bye. I've actually bye, bye. worked with both David Chase and... <gasps> Oh, I'm working with name Michael back. Kaleo soon on a TV show. Showrunner of The Sopranos. I'll I'll tell him after we shoot the scenes and uh, be done again. Oh, Showrunner and The Sopranos is working on this I'm new show. Tweet him no, right I'm, away. I'm, I'm jinxing this. I'm j- every time shit. I mention about this thing that I'm doing or are supposed to be doing, it gets pa- pushed back another oh. two weeks, another two it's weeks, never another two happen. weeks. It's, it's never going. Now they're currently happen. shooting at the moment. Like I saw some fellow that looks remarkably like me on set. <laughs> <laughs> In some situations, there has been great stories in, in actors of winging it and basically Im- oh, improv yes. or uh, lines that came out of nowhere. My favourite one of all time is 
you're gonna we're gonna need a bigger boat from Jaws. Jaws. And that one. And Napoleon the Dynamite. Like the song at the at the, the end dance. where he danced. Yeah. yeah. When he danced yeah. at the end was is was uh very oh, much really? kind of winging an improv. I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew about Jaws. He's a very strange I, I'm man. I'm obsessed with Jaws. It's one of the greatest films I watch of it all time. Every year, twice a year. And I'm coming up to the um the end of summer watching of it so I start it on the Maybank holiday I know it's usually July 4th is when the, the, it all kicks off but I, I watch it in the Maybank holiday and that heralds the start of the summer for me mm. it is such a beautiful perfectly perfect made film, yeah. film isn't it yeah. really but is so much about it um was Wong. Wong is not actually a term. You're Wong if you read <laughs> some of the conversation there are the interviews with Spielberg and he talks about all the things that went wrong and so much went wrong. Um, and the shark what, for starters. Yeah, exactly. Because the, what makes the film brilliant is that so much of it is unseen. It's mm. the music, it's the tension, it's the dark water, it's the dangling legs, um, it's the sounds, the sights and you don't actually see, you, you rarely see the shark and it turns out because the shark was so shit. <laughs> it's so awful. Who the tongue a bunch of mechanical <laughs> instruments would work in the sea. Yeah. yeah, a big metal object. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just looked so artificial. But actually, sharks do look quite artificial anyway, but it looked awful apparently. So um, they kept it for the kind of big reveal at the end just to show the scale of it. But so much, the scariest parts are when you don't see the shark at all. But that wasn't in the plan. I did see online this morning, Amanda Abington tweeted something. I've got to show you this. It's a picture of a baby in a crib. And the crib oh. is actually made out of it's easy. The crib is made out of the boat. Oh. And there's the baby oh. in the crib so and the shark is eating. So if you follow Amanda Abington, that great actor on um on Twitter, have a look for her page and you see that the child it's just so it's oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's literally deadly. The, the, basically it's a mock up of the boat um and the the child is slipping in towards uh Jaws. The famous mouth. scene where yeah. oh, my mind's gone blank. What's the name of the actor? Roy, Roy Schneider. No no the Oh yes. Ri- not Richard Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, thank you. No, but who's the guy that actually and oh Richard Dreyfus um He's the scientist. The scientist. He's a scientist. Roy Schneider, Schneider is the one who says uh, we're going to need a bigger yeah, boat. Yeah, and it's the but bearded the, fisherman. But yeah, with the attitude, who gets? Oh my God, do you know he lived in Galway for many, many Did years. He? It was actually Mayo. Richard, Mayo. Richard yeah. Dreyfus was a very attractive man. Was he? Yes. Totally Robert Shaw. Robert, Robert Shaw. Shaw. Oh, yeah, sorry, like, like Shaw's almost nationwide. Almost nationwide. <laughs> yeah, he had a beautiful house down in uh, not far from where I live down in Mayo actually, and uh, his son is acting in, the game. in a in a play based, I think, with Richard Dreyfuss's son, maybe. Yes, oh, about no. the film. Yeah, they're recreating their yeah. father's roles in Jaws and they recreate that famous scene, the Indianapolis scene, which, yes. which is oh, one of the greatest. Love it. So then with uh, that, of all time. How, that many, how many shops are required to be nationwide out of interest? 32. 32? I'd imagine, yeah. Really? Get into every <laughs> I county. I I'm most, winging it. It is the most Irish tagline of all time. <laughs> yeah. The most underwhelming, yeah. underachieving country. We're, we're almost nationwide. <laughs> I think Shaw's should sponsor this podcast. We're, we're like, nearly, yeah, yeah, we're we've got three. So three is enough for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost nationwide. It's brilliant though, and it works and it st- stays with you. There, there's certain <coughs> ones it like it sums up <laughs> Ireland to a T. <laughs> it does. It's brilliant. Uh, who else uh, wings it? Do you know other people who wing it that get in so much trouble? And I love this is um, journalists. And again, this oh. this one I brought up the wire because I'm into series five at the moment, and the wire was written by um, an ex journalist from the Baltimore Sun. Uh, the newspaper and so that's how we got all the stories from the cops and the drug dealers and then the final episode is about kind of the fourth estate and it's this um, newspaper that they're they're based in however one of the guys is spoiler alert this is 
you know, turn off your radios now. Um, he makes up his stories. Journalist just makes up these stories and all these people that he pretended to talk to. And like, there's good stories out there, but he's kind of embellishing it quite a lot. But this is a huge thing. I didn't realise that then. I Googled all journalists it. journalists do. Make up stories. Yeah, but not or so. There, heavily there was embellish one. them. Well, there was... Like, Hmm. Stories I can't be very specific about because they involve people who wouldn't want to be mentioned. But I do know a couple of situations where a journalist reviewed shows they hadn't actually seen. Oh, that's the good one. The, yeah. the meatloaf one was good. Oh, that's great. No, but I mean in 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 my world. Oh. Um. Yeah. But that's and, a, and scathing reviews based on something else they'd seen. But it was pretty obvious in what they written what they had written that but there was they one, hadn't seen it. Janet Wait. Cook, the journalist Janet Cook, she won a Pulitzer Prize for a short story about a child heroin addict that she made up. No way. She won the Pulitzer Prize and then gave it back in a, a couple of days oh, later. Holy shit. So, just, so it gets to that kind of... You, you forgot to say, actually it was a novel. I forgot to tell you it was a story. <laughs> yeah. But she could have written that, a brilliant novel. Yeah. But I suppose that the pressure, I, I don't know what it's like. Now, both of us used to write for a uh, newspaper. Uh, Although, no, I have to say, in her defence, and it's funny because, and I know this, even on Twitter, if you were telling a story that isn't your story to tell or commenting on a situation that you don't actually live in, you know now everybody is highly critical of anyone appropriating somebody else's story, which is fair enough, yeah. but we still aren't entitled to opinions. Not facts, but opinions. But it is very hard sometimes to to really balance out a story if you have... Um, a quote from somebody who is living that story it does make your case much stronger oh yeah but that's research in college they teach it that's how all journalists work so I do understand that some of them might go okay I know this I know this situation happens so if I can create um, young Paddy here who's experienced this be it homelessness or drug abuse or abuse in the home you know I kind of know these things do happen but you can't just invent someone's story it's just like but the same way again credit someone if someone has gone through the effort, and it happens quite a lot on Twitter as well, you see somebody makes gorgeous videos or funny videos and then someone else will just kind of uh, retweet it or, or, or just kind of take the video and put it up for themselves. That shit winds yeah, me up. Like the idea me if, 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 they, if the video is just something or a meme that's going around, what bugs me is, and there's sometimes, you know, when you see a joke or a pun about something that's happening in the news that week and you go, oh, that's clever, I wish I thought of that. It's the kind of thing that maybe on a different day you might have thought of. But then I will just retweet it and go, ah, wish I'd thought of this. But there are people and you know they've stolen your joke verbatim because it's too... It's obvious. Close to the bone. Yeah. So yeah, the the one thing is like that. So if you're going to wing it, don't rob someone else's material from the comic end of things. I I actually couldn't live with myself. Couldn't live in No, myself. but we live, we kind of live in that world, like, you know, when I used to be in comedy, remember that? Like, no, you never 2011. mentioned it. You never mentioned it. Um, but can't my, get a kick in a In that last year I did comedy, okay, my favourite winging it story of me was, I had been asked to, and I knew it was my last year of comedy. So the last year I just did festivals around the world and I was in Perth uh, in doing this show called uh, An Englishman, Irishman, Scotsman. And the Englishman in that show, Simon Evans, is now a presenter on GB News. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, come on, Simon. Really? Really, Simon? Really? I'd so, rather uh, we, be cleaning out the booze. So we were Amsterdam doing a tour. And, but, and, you know, and he seemed like a normal, nice man when I met him back then. But however, we did this gig and I wrote a new show specifically for uh, Australia. And that like worked my ass off and went out the first night and we were in, in a part of Perth. Paddy Pepper went to part of Perth. No, we went in a 
place in Perth that was very much like the Florida of Perth where old people you know next stop it's death and so uh, they were there and none of them I, I, I got like a, a sniff and, I, and two next coughs stop death it was you know what I horrible <laughs> like nothing nothing not one gag worked in the the thirty minutes I was on stage. I was oh, like, oh my god! So then the next night we're in we're in this beautiful uh, theater, the Regal Theater, I think it was, for two nights then. And I just went out stage and I was just shell shocked. And I was first on that night and I, like I just went, lads, I've got to tell you, I wrote a show for you know you know this this country and it just bombed its arse and people started shouting, where were you? And then they told me what was going on because I couldn't see the audience couldn't tell how old they were where they asleep where they at the Conservative uh, Party conference um, it was one of those kind of gigs and so I just told the story of from that night to arriving in the uh, theatre that night how hot it was and uh, just winged the entire show the entire uh, half hour set and it was probably one of the best sets I've done in my mm. life so yeah But you still so, left comedy Damn straight I did Okay, so before we wrap up, um, there is, we did a, a, an episode last week about psychics. So. We did, and it was great, but I forgot to tell one story. Oh, it ties in with winging it. Um, because let's face it, psychics wing it <laughs> all the time. And there was now, he has passed away, um, Derek Akora, the late, great Derek Akora, scouse, medium, clairvoyant, psychic. Was Sam was his spirit guide? I don't know. Was he was the one Sam, who was like, remember, Mary. getting Mary. Mary loves Mary, Mary loves Dick. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> Mary loves Dick. But he put the voice on, he got, <laughs> But he, um, oh God. Uh, Lucy Kennedy, who's a pal of mine, people uh. would know Lucy, did a show called, Living, she still does live with Lucy, and she was living with Jerrica Cora over in Liverpool. Oh, wow. And Derek Okora, because he's a psychic and they all wing it, had done, we talked about cold reading last week yeah. where you just, it's high probability guesswork versus hot reading where you've just done your research. Now, obviously, Lucy is a very well-known person. So all you have to do is a cursory Google and we'll tell you that she's married, that she has X amount of kids, whatever it might be at the time. I think she only had two kids. But I had changed her Wikipedia page. Brilliant. <laughs> months before, as an in-joke. <laughs> and in, in when it said, um, you know, when it says like upbringing or whatever, I said, Lucy Kennedy is widely credited with inventing the fish cake. <laughs> <laughs> and which is why she, there's always an aroma of fish around her and she used to work oh, in Cavitons yeah. in Santa Cruz. It was an in-joke between the two of us and some other girls and it was very funny and Lucy found it very funny but I forgot to take it off her Wikipedia Brilliant. page so she because she rang me in tears laughing I was like what are you ringing she goes I'm in Liverpool did you fucking shit I said what happened she went well I'm sitting with Derek Okora for the show he's doing a reading he goes okay Lucy close your eyes I'm, I'm getting a strong smell of fish and she goes <laughs> and she says I beg your pardon and he goes and he kept doubling down because he was so sure she'd say oh my god I used to work at a fish shop and I used to make fish cakes how did you know he goes no it's very strong strong smell of fish all oh around you she's like honestly I'm really starting to get offended now and then they put two and two together and realised that he had just googled it I love it So I think we should wrap up I on that wing. I think we should. Do you think, have we won it? I think so. I'm, I'm going to wind it. Nicely wound. Again. <laughs> Nicely wound. <laughs> okay, let's I'm, wing our way out of here. Right, well, that's definitely it now. I'm going to have to wing it in town. Oh, is that a good idea now? No, I'm never winging it ever in my life okay. again. I mean, I'm hungry. Elephant and Castle. Uh -huh. Bowl of chicken wings, Paddy. To be fair, there's nowhere like it. The people around, they've tried to do it. They've tried to do it. Anyway, nice. If you like what you've heard, please make sure to subscribe to this show. Do, and tell your friends to check us out too. And if you fancy leaving a review, that would be lovely. Help us get Read the Room right uh -huh. up the charts. <laughs> and don't forget, we love hearing from you, or I do occasionally. Paddy doesn't hate hearing from people. <laughs> 
I, I really do. But I'd like, you know, yeah. Find me on all the socials at Maya Dunphy and my pal here. I'm at Paddy C. Courtney. On this year, what does the C stand for, Paddy? This year, this week even. Oh, this week. All oh, right. Are we ending the podcast now? We're, we've been cancelled. Uh, this week it's for, if we're bringing it, Chancer. <laughs> Thanks very much. Talk to you next week. Read the Room is recorded, created and hosted by Paddy and Maya and produced by the team at Go Loud Studios. They'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled. Are you good at the disco nap? I can write it off as meditation. Oh, oh very so I, good. I, I call it a kind of a posh nap. Oh, I know somebody does that. If I like put on a these meditative Oh, no, I know what a posh nap is. Yeah. <laughs> that happens on a lucky day. But I will put on some uh, meditative sounds, so I'll dress it up as something more spiritual than it is. It's a donkey. Okay. It's yeah. essentially... Well, thank you. <laughs> good donk. Yeah. Ed got his first good donkey. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. My first good donkey. Leave it in. Hey. <laughs>